And he said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God? Or what parable shall we use for it? So, right, he's still teaching. The kingdom of God, 31. It is like a grain of mustard seed, which when sown on the ground is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes larger than all the garden plants and puts out large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. And so that's, that's kind of another parable that he begins to lay out. He, he, he talks about the sowing of, of the seed and, and of people that will listen and not listen. But then he begins to move into this other section where he uses the seed as, a, as an example. But now, has anybody ever even seen a mustard seed? No? How many of you are farmers in here? <laughs> Nobody. Um, so, hey, mustard seed is one of the smallest seeds that you can, that you can get. And it's crazy because from this very tiny thing comes one of the largest trees, like one of the largest plants that you'll see. Like it's just from how little it is to how big it gets, you'd just be like, there's no way. That's crazy. That's not going to happen. And so Jesus begins to talk about this in, in terms of the kingdom of God. And we've talked about what the kingdom is, right? A little bit. It's not a place that you go or that you can arrive at. The kingdom of God, what he's really talking about here is, is God's people, is those who believe the words that he is saying, the, the believe the gospel, the kingdom of God is those who believe the gospel and that, that we continue to bring forth the kingdom when more people hear the word and receive it. So the purpose of the kingdom of God, just like other groups that, that has been brought about by God, is what? To grow. The purpose of, of, of the kingdom is to grow and expand. And so we've been talking about this, right? So if we know that that's the purpose of the kingdom of God, right? He's saying that if you believe the things that I'm saying, if you believe the gospel, if you believe that I'm the son of God, if you, if you believe these things, man, you are part of this family. You are part of this kingdom. We've looked at this the past past weeks, even months, about how if you believe the gospel, you become a child of God. You become a part of this family. That's how you enter in. From the very beginning, all the way back. So you think back to Abraham. He says, I will bless you so that you bless all people, bless all nations. Like He's like, I- I'm making you a group of people, not so that you can just point your finger at everybody else and be like, ha-ha, we're special. See you later. No, God's creating this group of people so that they can then go out and be an example, and other people will say, I want to be a part of that. I want your God to be my God. It happens throughout the Old Testament. There are people who encounter the nation of Israel. They encounter God's people and they say, I want your God to be my God. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Like, and, and they say, I, I want to be a part of this. And that's the whole purpose. But when Jesus shows up on the scene, things have gone wrong with God's people. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead um, and flip over to Matthew. Flip over to the book of Matthew. We're actually, we're going we're gonna to jump into chapter 23 um, first. So this is a, another gospel, but it is the same stories. This is, this is talking about Jesus. Chapter 23. 
This is, this is scary to me. This is scary stuff to me. So he encounters the Pharisees, right, who were these like high-ranking Jewish officials. So these guys who have come through, they are part of the nation of Israel, but they're super smart. They're all about academics. Um, they're all about like just knowing God's word, which is a good thing, right? You think like, oh man, I want to know what's in here, but it's gotten to their heads. And they're at this point where it's just like, nobody else can be a part of us. And, they, and they've begun to, to try to make this like that, man, we're God's people. They've, they've done the, the finger pointing thing. They're just like, man, we're special and you're not. And that, man, that stinks for you. Too bad. And that's not the way that God designed it. So Jesus shows up and he confronts the Pharisees. And this is what he says. I'll read, I'll read from here. Then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat so do and observe whatever they tell you, right? So he's like, so they're, so they're smart. They, they follow in the ways of Moses. They're teaching you, right? Do whatever they tell you. And then this is what he says, but not the works that they do. It's like, so what? For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger, he says, you listen to what they say, right? They, they have, they're good teaching, but don't watch what they do because they are failing at that. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their phylacteries broad and their, and their fringes long. Those are big, giant words. I was worried I was going to mispronounce that. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. So what he's saying is like, these people, these, these teachers, these Pharisees, man, they, they don't practice what they preach and they do everything just so that they can be seen as good and upright and that people People compliment them and give them praise in public. But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher, and you are all brothers, and call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructor, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. He's like, that's not what these guys are doing. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Pay attention to this next verse. This is, this is the most important one. Verse 13. Verse 13. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. For you neither enter yourselves nor allow those who would enter to go in. That is heavy stuff. He's calling them out. Man, right, right. What is, what is the purpose of the kingdom? Of, like the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is that it would be God's people and that they would multiply and grow and be an example that others would look at and they'd be able to see how to live and then they would draw other and then it would multiply and grow. And he looks at the people, the very people that God chose from the beginning, he separated them and he's like, through you, I'm going to call all nations. I'm going to bless all nations. But now, a couple hundred years later, you are denying people from even entering into this this kingdom into this blessing he's saying woe to you like this is crazy you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces 
Like he's saying that because of their actions, because of the way that they don't practice what they preach, that they lay these heavy, impossible tasks and burdens on these people, these, these, these laws that aren't even in Scripture. They, they are legalistic and, and harmful. And he says, because of this, you shut the kingdom of heaven in people's faces, and you neither enter yourselves nor you allow those who would enter to go in. He's calling out these Pharisees who supposedly know what the scriptures are supposed to say. And they should be teaching. They, if anybody, they should have the biggest understanding that Israel as a nation has failed over and over and over and over. And yet even in, in, in spite of that, God continues to rescue them and rescue them over and over again. Not because they were somehow special or perfect or they did all the right things or checked all the boxes, but it's because of God's glorious name that he continues to rescue his people so that that his promise will be fulfilled and that it's through his people that all all the peoples of the world will come to know him. And Jesus shows up and he finds them failing in a huge way. Because now, not only, it's not even like they're not inviting somebody. It's not like you didn't hand, it's not even like you just didn't give somebody an invitation to the party. It's like, they think that they can come and they show up at your door, and, and then you say, uh, no thank you, go away. And you shut the door in their face. Have you ever been, have you, has anybody in here, don't raise your hand, um, but... Have you ever thought that you were like invited to something? Like maybe somebody kind of hinted at, oh, like we're having this thing at my house like on Friday or, or we're going to do this thing and it's going to be a lot of fun. Like you just kind of maybe assumed that you were invited. They made it, they left it kind of open-ended of like, oh, maybe I, I could show up to that. And you go and then they're like, uh, what are you doing here? And it's this weird, awkward, like, oh, I, I thought that I could be a part of this. Like I, I thought that I was... I thought that you were just like, hey, anybody that wants to show up, we're like going to go bowling later, and now I'm here, and my mom dropped me off, um, but you guys definitely obviously don't want me here, so I don't, I don't really know what to do. Like, and that hurts, and that's weird. But now, imagine this. Imagine this. You, you have a friend that you invite maybe like to come to church, or, or you say, hey, maybe come to Ruach with us, or maybe come to this thing with me and, and just experience this with me right? Like, you're like, hey, hey, come on. Imagine, like, just the horror of you inviting somebody who doesn't know Jesus to maybe come to church or, or, or to come to something so that hopefully they can just get plugged in and, and maybe have a place to belong. And you see them getting picked on or, or, or bullied or made fun of because of their appearance or, or maybe because they, they, they don't own a Bible or they don't, they don't even know where, where verses are or they don't, they don't know certain things that you already know and you're just like, you see them just totally feeling like an outsider because people in here have failed to welcome them or make them feel like they're a part of what's going on here. Like that stinks, and that's a little bit of what's happening here. Like, Jesus is calling us to invite and to grow. What is happening? What is that noise? <laughs> Make it stop. <laughs> Throw it away or something. Um, so, back on track. We are, we are called to be people who are inviting people into the kingdom, not being the reason that they don't want to come back. 
Matthew 28, 19 and 20 says, Go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. Before Jesus leaves and ascends to heaven, he sends his people out and he says, Go, invite people. Bring people into this. Tell them about me. Tell them about the good news. Love people. Teach them. Baptize them. Make disciples. Like you go and do this. And I want to encourage you guys that this is what we have been called to do here at GSM. Just like every other church or every other person that is a part of the body of Christ that believes in Jesus. We are called not to just remain stagnant, but to go and to, and to invite and to bring people into this thing that we call the, the body of Christ or his church into the kingdom of heaven. And it's a chance that we all have. And I, I don't want us to miss that. And so I, I have one specific thing that I'm, I'm going to lay out for you guys. So I need you guys to pay attention for this part if you haven't been. Um, so this is something new, actually, that we're legitimately going to start doing. All right? Um, high school does this, um, and we're going to be doing this as well now. So uh, this, this is something brand new. Right? So for us, basically, we have Sunday mornings, which is like a giant, large group of us. We're hanging out here. That's what's happening literally right now. Um, and then we have small groups, which is what we've talked about. Um, and those are groups of like 10 to 12 of us. They get together with a leader, and we get to talk about the scriptures um, and how God's working in our lives. And man, how's your week going? And we get to pray for each other, encourage each other, and it's awesome. All right? This new thing that we're going to be doing is called a community group. Um, and it's kind of the middle ground. This is kind of like a medium-sized group. So community groups are something that are very different than small groups. So I want you guys just to be aware of that. Um, go to the next slide. Community groups and small groups, not the same thing. Small groups are, are discipleship-focused, right? You have to sign up for those. You'd be committed to that. Community groups for us, this hopefully for us, will give all of you guys a chance in here to be somebody who asks or invites people um, to be part of something like this. And so here's how these are going to spill out, community groups. We will, we will have these groups in specific locations, like specific areas, and the hope of community group is that less than 50% of the people in each community group are us. Does that make sense? That less than 50% of the people at each community group go to this church. Like the hope is that if we've got like 45 or 50 people, let's say we have 50 people show up at a community group, that no more than 25 of them would be those of us in this room, and the other 25 would be people who don't go to church, like or, or don't know Jesus. That's the hope for a community group. A community group, um, we, we just get to hang out, eat snacks, play games, and get to know each other. Like it is, it should be hopefully something that is an easy ask and an easy invite. So here's, here's something that I know that you guys face. When we say, man, we want to grow, grow God's kingdom. We want to we expand. We want to multiply. And we say, so if you have a friend, go ahead and invite them to Sunday morning church. And for some people, if you're like, hey, do you want to come to church with me on Sunday morning? They'll be like, uh, no. Not a chance. Like, why would I want to give up a day that I can sleep in on the weekend? You're a crazy person. Um, 
And so, and so sometimes that's a hard ask. Like that's difficult to invite people to that. But what about this? Like what if I looked at each of you in the eye, I came up to you after service, and I was like, hey, what are you doing on Friday? And you're like, uh, I don't know, going to school. And I think that's it. And I'm like, well, would you want to come hang out with me and some of my friends at this such and such a person's house from like 6.30 to 8 and like eat snacks and play games and stuff? Sure. Yeah. I'm in. Maybe, yeah. I'll check with my mom. Cool. Like that's a, does that not feel easier to be like, hey, do you want to come and be a part of this? Hey, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. Maybe I want to come. Maybe I want to show up. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you guys process verbally. It happens. I watch it happen. I see it. And so, so it's this cool thing. So community groups will be new. Um, and so right now, right now, last year, actually, we kind of, uh, Happy Peterson kind of ran one, who is our family director. Um, he kind of ran one and just, it got started and it kicked up and it was awesome. And some of you actually were a part of that who are in here. Um, and it was a Glen Oak community group. So for people in the Glen Oak and like North Canton area, um, it met at, a, at somebody's house from 6.30 to 8 every other Friday. It wasn't like you have to show up to every single one. But it's just like, hey, if you're free, you should come and hang out with us. Um, and it was really awesome and a lot of fun. And there were great snacks and we played games and it was awesome. It was just a great way to get to know people. And so we're going to do that again. We will have one starting up in the Glen Oak area. So if you're like Glen Oak, North Canton, even Jackson, um, if that's kind of your area where you run and where you hang out and you go to school and stuff, then that's something for you to be a part of. I would love for the Glen Oak one to be so full that we have to start a separate one in Jackson of like, man, there's like 60 people here and half of us go to Jackson, half of us go to Glen Oak. And so maybe we'll just start one closer to like the Jackson area so that we can invite more people from Jackson and grow even bigger. That'll be cool. Um, And so we're going to start there with one in Glen Oak. Our second one that we're going to launch, our second community group will launch in October, um, and it's going to be a green community group, all right? So for those of you who are in the green area, even if you're homeschooled, right, if you live in these areas, I want to encourage you, you are more than welcome to come. You do not have to go to green middle school or green intermediate to be a part of this. Um, And then the third one that we will launch, which we're actually going to wait a little bit, it'll be um, starting right around Christmas or right after Christmas, is going to be a lake community group, all right? And the reason why we're doing this kind of one at a time is just so that each group can see what they're supposed to look like, and that then from there, um, we get a feel for how community groups should go, if it's working, um, where we need new ones, and all this stuff. But I want you, so here's what I want you guys to do right now. Um, if you live, I'm going to have you guys stand up and you guys are going to, we're going to like organize ourselves. I just want, I just want to want you guys to see something. So go ahead and stand up for a minute. Go ahead and stand up. If you are in like the Glen Oak, North Canton, Jackson area, would you guys kind of congregate like in this area right down here up front? If you are in the lake, um, like Lake Hartville, Uniontown area, you want to go towards the middle back by like the sound booth. Um, if you are in like the green area, if you guys want to move over here to the right, um, and just kind of hang out here. And if, yes, uh, probably this one. Perry and all of that right now would probably also be Glen Oak area. It's kind of that Maslin, Perry, uh, whichever one you want. You can choose. If there's, if there's an area where you're like, homeschool can go wherever, wherever they want. You guys are allowed. Um, so here's the thing. 
here's the thing. So everybody look up here. Everybody look up here. Um, if you are in this kind of Glen Oak, North Canton, Jackson, Perry, whatever, raise your hand. Raise your hand if that's you, if that's kind of you. All right, look how many people are around you, all right? And then um, Lake, Lake Crew, Uniontown, Hartville, you guys raise your hand. All right, there we go. And then, um, and then green, kind of green area down here. Yeah. Now, okay, everybody hold on just one second. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at the size of your group that you are in, and then look at the size of, like, just overall, how many people are in this room. Awesome. Here's, here's what I want you to picture for me. Here's what I want you to picture for me. Imagine if every single person in your group just invited one person to come to a group or to come to be a part of something like this, even if you ask them to come Sunday. Like, imagine... What would happen to this room if every single one of you invited just one person and they showed up? It would be crazy. You know how last week I was like, we want to expand and we want to get so big that we have to knock this wall down? Like, if you guys did that next week, we would have to blow the wall out next week. Like, it would be gigantic in here. It'd be crazy. And so here's, here, is the purpose of, here is the purpose of community groups. Hey, guys, listen up. Here's the purpose of community groups, is outreach. Like, community groups will not work unless you guys make them work. Unless you guys are willing to invite your friends, say, hey, come and hang out, and let's just, let's just play games and have snacks, and, and I want you to meet some of my friends. There are, there are people in the high school room, there are leaders in here, I know, um, that their first experience with GSM or even with the church was that something like a community group? And now they know Jesus. Like, and so this is simply, this is not the end all be all, but it's just, we are creating another opportunity for people to hopefully find out who Jesus is. And the hope would be that because there are at least half of us in that room, at that house or wherever, that, thou, that, that that community would look different. That it's like those people who aren't normally a part of church would show up and be like, man, anytime I go somewhere else, I feel like nobody wants to talk to me or nobody wants to engage with me or I just kind of hang out and, and nobody, like, nobody cares about me. But man, I, I walked into the, into the front door of that house and like 18 people were pumped that I was there. Like that's never happened to me before. I don't know what that's like. And so, in the same way that, that like, my, my mom gave me kind of that, like, she, like, empowered me to be like, hey, I want you to invite people to this. And it was this awesome thing. Like, I wanna, I'm going to do the same thing for you guys. So that you know that you are the ones who need to be inviting people to these things. And we'll have, we'll have more info on this as, as time goes on. But I want, first and foremost, you guys to know that the only way that a community group works is because you guys make it work. I can't just show up at a house and be there like all by myself and like welcome people in and be like, hey guys, I heard you're doing great. Thanks for coming. Cool, bye. Um, like that's not how it works. For those of you who are already part of like the Glen Oak group, um, for some of you, like you guys have seen how this works and how like how fast it can grow. And so imagine, so now, so now this, here's where, here's like where my heart is. 
Imagine that every single one of you invite one or two people to a community group and they start showing up. So that green has to break off and now meets in like two homes and there's two different community groups. Imagine that lake, they, you guys explode and it's like there's two groups there. Imagine that Glen Oak, North Canton and Jackson and Perry, all of you have to create your own groups because there's so many people trying to meet in a house that it's not even going to work. Like you can't even fit more than 45, 50 people in this house. And then think about this. Think about all those people who start showing up. Maybe, maybe then we invite them to come to Winterwallapalooza and there's like 400 people at Winter Wallapalooza this year. And it's just nuts and awesome and crazy and fun. And, and we get to know people and we build these relationships. And you think about the kid, the kid that you would ask to say, hey, just come to this thing and, and get to know some of my friends. They get to come be part of these communities where they get to just experience the love of Jesus simply by the way that you guys are living. Not because you're getting up and preaching some message or some sermon or, or whatever, but like that you would just simply love on people that show up. Imagine what that could do, not just to this room, but imagine what that would do for God's kingdom, for his church. And as people become more open to who Jesus is in the gospel, that then the gospel is then preached and is then moved forward and that people know Jesus, you guys, and that that changes Green and Lake and Glen Oak and North Canton and Perry and Jackson and everybody else who's in here from all over this area, that Northeast Ohio knows Jesus simply because you guys were willing to ask somebody to come and hang out with you on a Friday night. And it's an easy ask. And imagine what would happen to this place if that happened. I'm going to have the band come up, and we're going to sing one last song together. So we'll just do one. Um, we'll do the last one. The last one. So, Because I kind of went long. But for those of you, hey, I'm going to pray for us. I'm going to pray for us. Um, actually... Actually, no, 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 no. Here's what I want to happen. You guys stay in your groups. Stay in your groups as worship comes up. Shh. Guys, hey, hey. guys. Um, here's what I want. You just, just grab like five or six people around you. Get in these little groups. And I just want you to pray for your community that people would show up and that you would be willing to invite people um, and that you would be bold and that the Holy Spirit would move. So you guys go ahead and do that. Just get in groups and start to pray. Shh. Pray in your groups, but pray pray kind of quiet. Ready, go. I'll swing out. Imagine what your community group could look like if all of us are willing just to make an ask, that we would be willing to invite our friends to be part of something that's not just, not just all about coming together on Friday nights, but, but you're, you are inviting them into something, hopefully, that will lead them to Jesus. It is more than just an invite to somebody's house, but it's, a, it's an invitation into a community of people who are chasing after Jesus. And that they would begin to see that in you. And that they would begin to ask questions and wonder, man, who is this God? Who is this Jesus guy that these people are, they live their lives differently. Like, what's going on here? What is this about? Don't shut 
the kingdom of heaven in anyone's face. Don't be that. Don't say somebody's no for them. Don't not ask somebody because you assume that they're just going to say no. Be bold because they might say yes. But if you in your mind, you're just like, you know what? No, they'll never come to anything like this. They wouldn't do that. And so I'm just not even going to ask them. Like you've, you've just denied them the chance to even be part of something that maybe would change their life forever. Always be willing to invite. Always be willing to ask. We've been called to multiply and grow. And that's what we do. So I'm excited to see how God works in this and moves. And remember, man, it's, it's you guys who do the asking, not me. I can't call your friends and be like, hey, you want to come to this thing? Like, that's you guys. So thank you for being here. Thank you for, for sticking with me. I know that we ran over, um, but this is important. And I want you guys to see the vision on this and, and my heart for this, that we would reach your friends, that we reach the communities around us for the gospel. So I love you guys. Thanks for being here. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you later. Don't forget to-